0: Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast by Worthy. I'm Jennifer Butler, and I'm your host. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Our guest today strongly believes that working with a financial advisor is not only important, it is essential for your future. Deborah Nason feels so passionate about this that she has written a book titled The People's Guide to Finding the Right Financial Advisor. This book is a powerful tool that guides you through the entire process, start to finish, allowing you to wrap your head around a topic that can feel overwhelming and quite confusing sometimes. Deborah's goal is to empower us all to feel confident in our ability to enlist an advisor in our own lives from a knowledgeable and grounded center, as well as to feel worthy of their services. Debra Nason has been a freelance business journalist who has covered the investment industry for close to 15 years. She has been a writer and a contributor for many publications in the fields of finance, a business owner, and a teacher. Debra is a wealth of knowledge, and we are thrilled to have her here with us today. Debra, thank you so much for joining me.
1: You're very welcome. It's such a pleasure to be with you.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this and have you share your wisdom, your brilliance today. So please tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, why you do this work.
1: Okay, as you mentioned, I'm a freelance writer for the investment industry. I started out 18 years ago writing for a regional business journal and sort of networked my way into a Investment News, which is one of the top publications in in the industry. And I write primarily for financial advisors. And also, I have individual investors that that read my stuff.
0: Yeah, so you're you're the expert. I mean, you are the person (laughs) who can actually help simplify this for us and help us to really understand
1: you also asked a question that I think is a, a lovely question. You said, why do you do the work that you do? Yes. And I love being a journalist because, for one thing, I, I enjoy the intellectual challenge of it, but also because I'm able to research information and find out what's cutting edge. And my talent is breaking things down and making them simple, and making information accessible to people to try to make people's lives better. Mm. So that's why I I love what I do. And especially being in an industry that is largely men. I, I just, I just love it.
0: Yeah, no. And I, and I really appreciate that because, you know, like I said, kind of in our introduction, you know, this, this whole topic can feel a little bit overwhelming and that is your brilliance, that your ability to break down something into simple terms where we can actually understand this and not only understand it, but like feel empowered to actually go out and and access a financial advisor, access financial education and information so that we can better ourselves. Right. So you wrote a book. I mean, you took your talent, your wisdom, your expertise, all of it. And you wrote a book called The People's Guide to Finding the Right Financial Advisor. And we're going to be really diving into this book today. So what inspired you to write the book?
1: Yes, yes. Well, after writing all these years, and it took me a good 12 years to really understand how things work. I realized that people need professional financial assistance. People in, are in over their heads. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. I've seen it with my friends. I've made unfortunate decisions. And some of them, because of the work I do, they start to ask me questions. So I'm like, don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot <laughs> hole. But my frustration came when I realized, well, who am I going to refer them to? Right. Everybody is so, so unique. And one of the things that spurred me forward was to see that more and more online, you will see the top 10 questions to ask an advisor, the top mm. 15 questions, blah, blah, blah. They're not enough. You could, An advisor can answer all those questions and still not be the right fit for you or the, the right person. The other thing is if a person recommends maybe their advisor to you, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know your, your particular circumstances. Right. And so there was, there's no like automatic way for people to, to find advisors. There's also another thing I'm seeing more and more, which made me nervous. There's some services that'll say, just put in your, put in your zip code and we'll, we'll find you the best advisor, something something like that. And and some, you know, basic questions. Mm -hmm. But some of the time, I can't say that all the time, but I have seen that people are being paid to be in those databases.
0: Right? Absolutely.
1: So what I want to do is empower people empower people to have the information they need to know what's behind the business card when somebody gives you a business card. And I'm not trying to say that everybody that will give you a business card is somebody to be afraid of, but it's, it's important to be empowered to know what context they work in and what you need. And especially I've gone through a divorce. So I've, my heart goes out to people going through the situation, either contemplating it or having gone through it.
0: Yeah. And so I mean, really it's about it's about being able to make an informed decision. You know, informed
1: decision. Exactly right.
0: Because I know I can even share when I went through my divorce and having to navigate this, I made a lot of blind decisions and a lot of made a lot of mistakes because I didn't know.
1: Exactly. And what people don't know is that advisors specialize. Yeah, so there's different
0: types of advisors. So let's start though first you know, what is an advisor? Who is an advisor? What is an advisor? And how exactly can they help you?
1: That was another point that I wanted to address in the book, because there's no standard definition of financial advisor. So I came up with my own, Mm. and I'm going to read it. It's a trained, experienced professional who helps you understand your financial options, helps you create a comprehensive financial plan, and helps you make the right financial decisions along the way in your life. And to add to that, they should have some expertise in financial planning, investment management, insurance, and taxation. And they don't have to be the super expert in all of those, but they have to have a certain degree of expertise. And very often, they will have trusted professionals either in-house or somebody that they work with outside the firm that will provide that other expertise, right? Unfortunately, you have to look for somebody that can help you in a comprehensive way.
0: Yeah, but that helps that at least provides a framework for people to at least understand, you know, a guideline really of what they're looking for. Yes. Yeah. And so from within that, then there's different types of advisors, which you started saying already that there are different specialties, different types. So what are some of those?
1: There's several different ways to answer that. So one way I'm going to answer it is there are financial planners, people that just specialize in that. Mm-hmm. There are people that do investment management. There are people in the insurance world, and there are accountants. Mm. All of them may refer to themselves as financial advisors. So then I bring you back to the uh, to my definition. So yeah. that's one, one answer. Okay. Another one, as we touched on before, is that people specialize and I, I have quite a bit in my book about that. There are advisors that are very interested in behavioral finance, financial, financial therapy, financial coaching. Mm. You just can't believe what's out there.
0: Yeah. And I know we've had a guest on who actually specializes in working with women going through transitions like divorce or becoming a widow. Yes.
1: One of the most interesting people I'd had ever interviewed was the founder of this financial transition, this idea, this movement, and made me realize that we are all going through some form of transition. Mm -hmm. And divorce, especially, is one of the biggest transitions you can think of. So it's important for advisors and for our own selves to look at where we are along the continuum of a transition. Yeah. And some of them. Some of them can take 10 years.
0: Yeah, that, that's a valid point. Very true. Yes. So one of the things you say is that it's not just important for us to work with a financial advisor, but it's essential. It's more than important. Why is that?
1: Oh, because as I mentioned before, we, we are in over our heads. Mm. And what, I'm, what I want to do is read to you a list of some of the things that, that advisors can help you with. Okay, this is a long list. This is the stuff that we don't really think about, but we're grappling with without help. Expense planning, so does your income support your lifestyle? Creating goals, are you on track to achieve them? Employee benefits, are you optimizing your benefits at work? Are you adequately covered with disability and life insurance? retirement depending on what age you are no matter what age you are you need to be thinking about it investments how are the are the investments performing adequately mm. are they housed correctly career do you enjoy your job or and, and as an aside there actually are advisors out there that have a specialty in, in career coaching as well ah there's so much help out there yeah. a few other things that they help debt management some advisors are young advisors they specialize in student loans and credit building housing is another area should you continue to buy rent education planning how much should you be saving for college and how estate planning tax planning so that's why i think it's it's essential there's so many decisions along the way and why go into them blind when there's somebody who that's their whole job is to know about money
0: yeah. And you don't even know half those issues like off the top of your head. It's like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like we don't even know what to think about or to learn about
1: a lot of that. Right. Stuff. It's just you, you you come as things hit you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. You deal with it th- with things as they hit you. And even just life planning, there's a certain there's also a specialty in, in life planning, which I've noticed the younger advisors are more and more interested in. Mm hmm. I remember when, when I was married, uh, well, my ex-husband said to me, well, what are we working for? We, we, don't, we didn't have kids. What are we working for? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So that's kind of sad. It, it would have been good to have somebody that, that we had worked with to help us facilitate that discussion.
0: Yeah, and it almost seems too like when you're in the discussion before things hit you, before life happens, you know, you can not be in this reactive place throughout your life that you're really just more in a response and and like a dance, like a dance with life and whatever comes up because you have a plan, you have something ahead of time.
1: Right. You have a framework and you have have a trusted advisor also. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yes, no, that was, that was, but you made a great point about not just being reactive. Yeah. yeah. And another point before I forget is, is also have being a, a divorced woman in so many marriages. It's the man that, that handles the finances. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but for one thing, the man may not know what he's doing. And for another thing, both parties, both spouses should really have a strong understanding of what's going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can speak firsthand as somebody who kind of gave the reins to my ex as well, because oh, he was, yeah. he was so masterful at it. But, you know, oh, yes, I didn't know what I was doing when I, you know, was on my own.
1: Right. And, and then, once we start thinking about leaving the marriage, well, we don't know where we stand financially. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know. Oh, that's a long story. There. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Been through it. Yes.
0: So there's a lot of myths and misconceptions that come up about financial advisors. You know, I know I've heard from, from women and have seen women post in our worthy community, you know, things like, am I even worthy of having a financial <gasps> advisor? Like, I don't even have
1: savings or I don't have
0: money to invest. How what do I need a financial advisor for? And can you just speak to that, that worth, that misconception, that myth?
1: Yeah, the industry is trying to change that. And I've noticed even this year, more and more ideas, practice models coming on board to serve folks that don't have a lot of assets. Mm. Uh, Traditionally, people think of advisors and and even now they'll say, oh, well, I, I don't have money. Right. But it's it's the financial planning, the planning. And I just went through this long list with you. You don't know what you don't know. And yeah. you don't have to have a lot of assets to work with a financial planner. And there are hourly ones out there. There's, as I mentioned, new model, service models coming on, mm. on board. There's some subscription models. There's some, well, very lower and lower priced I, I wish the, the, there was more that I could say about that, but I know that the industry is working on it and it just is really important to have somebody not only to help you maybe budget, but just to, to sort of be a trusted friend.
0: Right, right. You know,
1: depending on the, on the type of relationship you want to have an, with an advisor, but certainly women going through trauma Need somebody they can trust to to guide them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. With or without
1: assets, you deserve to have somebody help you.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. That's beautiful. You deserve to have somebody help you, and that's absolutely. really all this is—is is asking for and receiving help so that you can step into you know wherever it is you're going with information and some empowerment, like you said earlier
1: right and And, as I touched on before, there's e- there are even a few advisors out there that that have career coaching expertise
0: mm-hmm. and I,
1: I I wonder, I think as as Americans, we're just used to going it alone. We're not used to asking for help. yeah, but there's help out there, and especially the proliferation of of women focused advisors that they understand what you're going through,
0: yeah. I love that. We're going to take a really quick break right here. And then when we come back, let's sort of jump into, you know, you already mentioned it earlier, but it's a term that you talk about, the fit, you know, the fit Mm -hmm. between the advisor and and the person. So let's talk about that when we get back. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Deborah Nason. When I decided to sell my jewelry after my divorce, The most important thing to me was finding a company that I could trust and one that would also advocate for me. I found this and so much more at Worthy. Their expert staff immediately put me at ease and helped me to get the best price possible for my jewelry. Your engagement ring can be a symbol of your freedom, your journey, and the choices you have made to live your life on your terms and create the future you desire. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. We're back talking to Deborah Nason. And Deborah, I'd love for you to talk about what you mean by the fit, F-I-T, the fit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for bringing that up. And I'm actually kind of proud that I'm one of the very few people that talk about that aspect of the relationship. I've worked with some very competent planners, but I've chosen to lead them. And one of my messages is, Is that it's okay to leave? It's okay to find somebody that you feel more comfortable with. Right. There's like any relationship. There's some sort of soft characteristics. Whether it's the age of the advisor, do you prefer working with somebody young, somebody old? Is it a large versus a small practice, which means you might interact with more people? Uh, Time zone could be an issue. I've, I've worked with several virtual had virtual relationships, Mm -hmm. Uh, communication style, the frequency of communication, who talks to you, how often do this, is there a feedback loop? How formal are they? And I I have a little story on this one. Many, many years ago, I, I went with my mom to check out an advisor. And one of the things that made her uncomfortable was the table. She kept saying something about the table and I realized afterwards it was a very formal setting in a conference room with this big conference table.
0: Mm. And
1: that's when I started to think about this idea of fit because that level of formality made her very uncomfortable. Yeah. So I want people to feel empowered to, well, to trust their gut. Yeah. And I'm not saying trust their gut that somebody is incompetent or not trustworthy. But if you just don't feel comfortable, if something doesn't feel right, then you, you have the right to, to look for something with a better fit, if that makes sense.
0: It absolutely does. I mean, because even what you're saying is this person, what your, your goal is, is for this person to be a trusted advisor. And yes. you got to like them. You have to like, you know, at least like being in their presence and working with them. Otherwise, it's not going to work.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'd like to make another point. One thing that we fall into very easily, and I have fallen into, these are great people. They're people people, right? And just because somebody is nice and easy to talk to, seems very smart, it doesn't mean that necessarily mean that they're the right match for you. And that goes with with any kind of professional. And that's another reason that I had written the book, to to come up with a, a, sort of an objective checklist so that yeah. you're not blinded by how much you like the person. Because that is also an issue if you like the person so much, but you're not totally happy, but then you don't, don't want to leave because you see them socially. This This kind of goes back to empowerment.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I like what you said about trusting your gut, like it's those little things that you feel uncomfortable, or you don't like the setting or whatever it is,
1: right? It's okay to not like those odd little things. It's it's okay.
0: Yeah, no, I love that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So you did mention though, you know, there is a trust factor here, right? Like this is our finances for a lot of people, you know, this is this is their their well being. And so trust is a factor. So How can our listeners check resources?
1: Right. Absolutely. And unfortunately, that is a factor that keeps a lot of people from going to advisors Mm -hmm. because they think, oh, I'm turning my money over to them. So one of the major resources is called Mm brokercheck.org and another one is advisorinfo.sec.gov. But you have to understand what you're looking at, and I have explanations in my book. But okay. they will show any kind of disclosure events, which could be something as mild as, oh, they missed the deadline for renewing an estate license. Right. So you have to understand that that's that's not a big deal. But you'll see if somebody's been sued. Right. And you know you'll see what kind of fines and stuff like that. So so okay. I always check there. I always check there. Also the. They have something called a form ADV, part one and part two. That's where they talk about the nitty gritty of of what they charge and who the principals are and and that kind of thing. Okay. So a little hard to wade through, but those are important uh, resources that people don't know about.
0: No, those are great.
1: Thank you. And on the soft side of, of trustworthiness, you look at, again, how do they communicate what is it that they're sharing with you are they showing a, a certain passion about their work uh, how transparent are they do they overpromise right do they kind of love you and leave you do they really listen to you do they tell you what's next because yeah that is scary but i really want people to uh, again I'm providing that so that people are not afraid to get the help that they really need. Because advisors, as I said before, this is this is all they do is money. And they know about so many things that we have no idea about. And as a matter of fact, I just wrote a, a five-part series for CNBC.com about fixed income. Five five articles mm. and different sources of fixed income. We have no idea. I, I learned a lot. Right. And other advisors that read it, they learned stuff that they didn't know about. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's my answer to that.
0: No, that's great. That's great. So are there basic questions that listeners might want to ask when they're meeting an advisor?
1: There are many. Okay. There are many. The very first one I would say is to ask if you are a fiduciary meaning do you put the needs of the clients ahead of your own interests
0: mm.
1: and you want to know what kinds of conflicts of interests that you have and in my book i have an appendix with several different types of of questions whether it's other basic ones such as how long have you been an advisor what kind of experience that you have right some say it's good when advisors have other kinds of background, like they're career changers. This is quite a lot of career changers in, in this field. Do you provide financial planning? Do you receive compensation other than fees? Oh, and that's another thing I touch on in the book is there's a lot of embed, embedded fees in, in mutual funds. There's, there's quite a lot. And I'm, I'm sorry, on one hand, that there's so many questions to ask, but we have to protect ourselves. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and that's part of the empowerment is by knowing what to ask and coming in, you know, coming in prepared. Yeah. And giving yourself
0: permission to ask those questions. It's okay to ask for resources. Mm. It's okay to ask for conflicts of interest. You have the right to know those answers.
1: Wow. Yes. Empowerment. That's a great point. Because I think as
0: women, sometimes we are afraid to ask or we (sighs) need permission to, to,
1: kind mm-hmm. of
0: stand in that. And so having those in front of you and, and having those questions I think really helps, you know, give that permission. And, like
1: Yes. And and you're kind of protecting yourself. And and I, I just have this vision, as I mentioned before, somebody giving you a business card and this this guide is is gonna help you understand what to ask so you know what's behind that business card. Yeah. Who who is this person? Right. Absolutely. So
0: what becomes possible? You know, our listeners are mostly women, you know, going through a divorce or considering divorce or post-divorce. Some of them have worked with a financial advisor. Some of them haven't even thought about it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what becomes possible if they do decide to work with an advisor?
1: To me, in my heart, it's to help you move forward with your life. And here's an example from my own life. I, my divorce was finalized six years ago, and I used a c- collaborative method, which I've written an article about also. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a really, really good process. And in that process, you work with a financial neutral who serves both parties. But in addition, I paid out of pocket, my own pocket, for a separate advisor to check over everything. Mm-hmm. And it was you know a long agreement. It was I think 15 pages or something like that. And I, I remember so specifically, so vividly thinking when I put my signature on the final agreement, I went with full confidence because I had somebody looking over my shoulder. That mm-hmm. meant the world to me because it was really a, a, a complex agreement. That's huge that really yes. Yes, and I worked with them for a while and that it, it just helped me to oh, Well, there's that word empowerment again, but yeah <laughs> to move forward move forward and know that that I had somebody in in my corner And that, that was help, helping me invest. I didn't have to depend on, on my ex-husband Yeah, and the other part of it is to know that you're not alone There are great people very compassionate people I, I've interviewed more than a thousand advisors over the last 14 15 years and they're just really really wonderful intelligent compassionate people they just love people um, as I mentioned a lot of them have changed careers and they so they bring a, a lot of life experience to them mm-hmm. and just the idea that, that you're not alone yeah you have these you know you have these questions you you not sure what to do, even something crossed my desk today about what do you do when you leave a job and you have a 401k and there's a whole bunch of things to to consider, just having a professional there that that can guide you, it just, it means a lot.
0: Yeah, it makes a
1: difference.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I know that our listeners have gotten a ton of information from you today. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to share that we might have
1: missed? just yes you deserve help and make sure that you you look for exactly what you need yeah and don't don't be afraid to go with a, with a virtual if that's necessary but it's also great to speak to somebody face to face yeah but take take that step don't be afraid
0: wonderful so where can our listeners follow up with you after today
1: okay i have a website called findtherightfinancialadvisor.com. Ah, easy. Right. It's a little bit long, but it says it. (laughs) Yep. No, it's to the point. Exactly. (laughs) Well,
0: perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today and for your work and your passion and your knowledge in this field and sharing it with us.
1: It's been such a pleasure, such a pleasure, and especially with this particular audience because if you have any fear, just, I can tell you that I am so happy. Yeah, so happy. And you, you will be too. You will be too. I love that.
0: (laughs) Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and other things you can handle in your weekly feed. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. This podcast is for you. So email us at podcastworthy.com with any questions or ideas that you may have. We look forward to hearing from you.